<laughs> Glad to be here this morning. Glad for all the faces that are in the seats this morning. Got a good crowd. Um, I was sitting there thinking uh, about a scripture to read, and um, I was kind of sitting in the house this morning listening to Annie and some of the songs she was playing, and uh, this kind of came on my heart. So this is in Proverbs uh, chapter 18, verse 22. It says, Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor over the Lord. And uh, everybody knows, I hope they know, that I, I really love my wife. And I'm thankful for her, and I know God gave her to me. Um, but there was a marriage one time in my life um, with Jesus Christ. That's the greatest marriage that could ever be. And uh, I'm so glad that even though I feel like I've got a, a perfect marriage with Annie, I'm telling you what, God surpasses that with what he did for me one day. And uh, I was thinking about this morning. I started bubbling up and I thought, Lord, you've been so good. And uh, I'm just so thankful to be here this morning. Thankful for the mercy and grace God has extended to us. And uh, you just pray this morning. I, I believe uh, Lord's going to call people. And I, I believe that there's folks here that are hurting and in need. And uh, I just want you to get fixed up. So as we go, Lord, in prayer, I'll ask you to stand. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for this opportunity once again to be in your house. Lord, we pray, Lord, that conviction would flow through the house tonight. Lord, we pray that your spirit would just dwell in the midst of us and give us peace and mercy, God. We're so grateful uh, for you showing up time and time again to be with us, God, and in each hour of our lives. We just thank you so much for it. Lord, we just ask you that one more time you would pass by this morning. And Lord, give folks the opportunity that they need more than anything. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Page six.
going to ask the choir to come down and turn it back over to Brother Gordon. stand and we'll uh, take prayer requests. Anyone have an unspoken prayer request? Remember all those. Anybody have a spoken prayer request? Remember that. Anybody else? Remember that one too. That's hopefully she don't have to go that way. That's not fun. Uh, a couple of friends of mine that went to Florida and contacted Cova on the airplane. He's been on the vent for eight days now, and she's at home. Both had COVID, and they're stuck in Florida. So remember them. Remember that one too. Anybody else have anything? That's true as well. Remember that. Anyone else have a request? As always, let's pray for this service. Pray for conviction. Pray for me. Um, I can't preach if uh, you know unless the Lord allows me and the church prays for me. And um, I mean, I, I I'll, t- I'll be honest with you. I don't have a lot on my heart this morning. So really pray for me. Anybody else have anything? That's the truth. That's good, Neil. I enjoyed that. Felt that. Anybody else before we go to the Lord in prayer? If not, watch Blaine delete us.
Lord, in that family. God, we ask thee this morning, if there's one here that don't know the end of free pardon of sin, that you might convict their heart, Father, you might trouble them and help them to realize, Father, except they repent of their sin and believe in what Jesus done under on Calvary's hill, they'll lift their eyes in hell. And Father, I pray this morning, give them another opportunity. The gospel might touch their heart, Father, convict them in such a way that they wouldn't be able to rest until they made their peace taller with thee. Go with us through this service now. Bless everything that will be said or done. We ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. like to ask at this time if anybody has a song or a testimony or anything on their heart. Anybody at all? Tell you what, I really am thankful for everyone that's come out this morning. Um, you know, with everything going on, you just never know what the crowd's going to be like. And uh, I really am thankful for each one of you, every one of you that's made the effort to come. And I especially appreciate the folks that maybe couldn't come, but they're watching online too. But we're, we're very thankful and honored to be here this morning. Anybody have anything? that blessing having Kyle back in the church house no doubt about that anybody else have anything pray for Brittany um, God put this song on my heart I just want to follow what God gave me The church is a city on God's holy hill. Her light is always shining to do God's will. Oh, sinner, please listen to the gospel she tells and believe in your heart. God will save you from hell. The church and Jesus are married, you see. The gospel she preaches 
surely will save who can find a virtuous woman oh where is she found her price is far above rubies to her husband she's his crown the church is that woman and here's where she's found married to jesus god's glorified crown oh sinner are you sorry of what you have been and is your heart breaking because of your sin and do That's Jesus saying, trust me, for I am the way. Appreciate that song. That was real good. The older I get, the more I realize the church is definitely that virtuous woman. Um, you know, I've... I've I've gone a lot of different places before, you know, preaching. And uh, I tell you, I appreciate my church each year more and more, it seems like. Uh, pray for Penny. It looks like she's got a song. Once I stood at the foot of a great high mountain that I wanted so much to climb. And on top of this mountain is a beautiful fountain that flows with the water of life. 
I kneel down on my knees at the foot of this mountain and I cried, oh Lord, what must I do? I want to climb this mountain and drink from this fountain that flows so clear in my view. Then I heard a sweet voice from the top of this mountain saying, child, put your hand in mine. Start climbing slowly. Watch your step at the ledges and take one step at a time. I started climbing upward, taking one step at a time. The higher I got, the harder I climb. I'm still climbing upward. And my journey's almost through. I'm nearing the top, and you are to see the view. For the water is so clear, it's enough to make you free. So, friend, if you're thirsty, climb this mountain with me. Appreciate that one too. Anybody else have anything? Anybody at all? If not, I'll, I'm going to try. I really desire your prayers this morning. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I'll preach at all. Um, but I'm willing to try. Uh, you know, Terry asked us, and I felt like I needed to do this, so I've been praying, asking the Lord to give me something. And, uh, you know, this morning I'm just, I'm really at a crossroads. And I need your prayers, and I desire your prayers. And um, I, I just, I want to do what the Lord wants me to, but I can't do it alone. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about there was a class Terry and Denny taught when uh, it was around the same time I first announced my calling to preach. He took some of us young preachers in there, and they decided they were going to teach us. 
And he said, if you think that you'll ever be able to preach on your own without the church, he said, you'll always fail. And it always stuck with me. And uh, I remember there's been a few times I've seen that happen to others, and I thought, they weren't kidding. And uh, I need your prayers this morning. And uh, I need you to uh, just dig deep and just give me a little bit of your attention this morning. So if you would uh, turn with me, I'm going to be over in uh, Matthew this morning. And this is in chapter 9. Um, we'll start in verse 10. So Matthew 9 and 10, it says, And it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, in the house, behold many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole... All right. <clears throat> Hold on just a second. I've got to take a drink of this. But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that, they that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what, thou, what that meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not, I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And uh, I'm so glad that God didn't sit out there and just go after the righteous, because I never would have made it. Um, my thoughts alone throughout the day would keep me out of the gates. Uh, it seems like every day it's a battle for me just to keep my thoughts in line, keep my heart in line, let alone to handle my own soul. But I'm glad that um, you know, I, I feel like sharing this is kind of funny, I guess, but um, I was working in my little shop at the house the other day, and I had a part that I was trying to clean. I had to get the grease and oil off of it. And I probably went through 15 rags trying to get that oil off there. And the only thing that happened was my rags got dirty and my part still wasn't clean. Until eventually it did, but that's another story. But when Jesus sat down with those sinners, there was no filth from them that got on him. I'm glad that when you get the right person for the job, Blaine, the things that seem impossible can be possible. I'm glad that even though I was just an eight-year-old boy, I had all the filth on me that everybody else did. I had all the sin that everybody else did. I had all the problems, all the misfortunes that were going to befall on me throughout my life. But all that did not clutter up Jesus Christ. The same perfect man that was born of a virgin was a perfect man when he died and when he went to heaven. And he's going to be the same perfect man when he comes back to take me home. And you say, well, preacher, what are you getting at this morning? You know, I, I've struggled as a young person sometimes with my thoughts as far as, you know, the belief system in our church. I, you know, the very times the devil would just beat me up. And he'd throw a little bit of gunk or oil in my mind and in my heart. And I'd allow it to smear other places in my life. Till the whole thing got dirty again. But I want to make this point. Jesus Christ didn't come because we were perfect. He didn't come to be with us because we were already okay. He came to clean us up. He came to make us perfect. He came to make us usable again. And I'm so glad that... You know, God saw fit, not just when I was eight, but when I was nine, ten, all the way to today, 
to make sure that I stayed clean. That when I got dirty, he would clean me up once again. And then he'd put me back in working condition. I, can't, I think we can all agree, there is no worse part of the day when your car doesn't start. When you've got to get somewhere and you've got to get there in a hurry. When parts aren't working right. I tell you what, there's times I feel like when I'm sitting in God's uh, motor, I'm not running right for him. There's times I think, man, I'm the reason he can't get to where he needs to go. I'm glad that every time I've ever found myself in that spot, I'll sit there with him and say, Lord, I know it's me. Help me. And he'll take me and rebuild me and repurpose me and make me just as good as I was before. Before I cluttered myself up. Before I made myself unworkable. I'm so glad God has mercy and grace. I tell you, one of the hardest things in life, it seems like, is to truly forgive. You know, I can tell somebody, yeah, I forgive you. But it seems like for some reason, and I, I've talked to a lot of people, it seems like they got the same problem. There's still a little bit of us that likes to hold something on right there. I'm glad when Jesus saved me, He truly forgave me. He didn't hold anything against me. He didn't say, well, I'll clean you up almost all the way. But I, I remember what you did. That's not the case. He said, it's okay. It's all gone. He never brought it up again. You know, in God's eyes, I'm not a sinner. How that's true, Ryan, I don't know. All I can say is thank God that I'm not a sinner anymore. Though this flesh will die and go back to the grave, I'm telling you folks, what I've got on the inside will never waste away. It'll never decay. It'll never go uh, into a place that's, you know, <laughs> not fit for me called hell. You know, when God saved me, He took me and brought me out of the books of hell and He put me into the books of the Lamb's life in heaven. That's so cool. If you can't rejoice in that, I mean, you really need to find out where you're at this morning. That's right. I tell you, I was sitting there in my chair this morning and uh, as I was reflecting on God and how good He's been to me, how many times He's rebuilt these parts. How many times He's allowed me to get out of the gunk that I was living in. I thought, God, You've been so good. Tears started coming down my eyes. and I thought, God, thank You once again for another good day. Yeah. That's how good God is. He can take in the midst of a storm and He can make that day just as bright as any other day that you can think of. I mean, God is so good. You know, I was thinking, uh, there's a little uh, bit in here. I, I just want to read this real quick. I, I didn't think about this till the Lord kind of brought to my attention, but I read this the other day in Corinthians. It's something I, I, I enjoy. It's, uh, this is, if you want to look it up sometime, it's chapter 11, verse 24. It says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat this, my body, which is broken for you. Now, you know, I heard somebody say, Well, he was talking about the bread. I don't think he was. I think he was saying, this body that I broke willingly for you. Remember that. Right. I'm telling you, if you ever doubt that Jesus loves you, that he wants the best for you, think about what he went, for, went through for you. Yeah. Think about the struggle that he had to go and endure for you. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I love every one of you. But I tell you, I don't know if I could send my child to do that for you. I don't, I'm just be honest. I don't think I could send, you know, Taylor or anybody. I don't think I could send anyone for you. 
But Christ did it willingly. He said, Father, I'll go. Father, I want to be the one. I love them. I want them to have the best life. Send me. He knew exactly what he was getting into. You know, there's times I sign up for things and I don't truly know what I'm signing up for. And I regret it sometimes later. But Christ knew the beating. He knew the torture. He knew the problems that were going to be inflicted on him. And if you read the word, it bothers him. You know, hey, there's, there's that, man, that fleshly part. But you know what? It didn't overtake him. He was still focused on each one of us. Yeah. He was so focused on Jordan Martin getting saved. He was so focused on all the rest of us getting saved that it didn't matter to him. All that mattered was seeing us rejoining Him in a place that was made for us. Me and you. Every one of us. Heaven. How sweet that is. To have a a place called home. Kyle, I appreciate your testimony. You know, I think that way about this church as well. But I've got a home I'm going to someday that beats the likes of this building. That beats the likes of what we're doing here this morning. And you say, that's kind of hard to do, isn't it? Yeah, but God made it happen. He made a home for me over yonder that I'm going to go to and I'll not have sickness or pain. I'll not have worry and strife. I'll not have to worry about getting cleaned up daily in my mind and in my heart so that I can serve the Lord. I'll be just thankful to be where I am. You know, folks, we've got a lot riding on salvation. We've got a lot riding on it. You know, if you're not saved, you're going to hell. It's that simple. You know, the Bible's clear about it. You know, I I remember it was very, very vivid. I thought, Lord, I know I'm going to hell. I want to be saved. When it became real to me that moment, I I had no doubt the rest of my life, I don't know hell's real. You know, there's a lot of people, we like to compartmentalize things. We like to justify things. We like to act like certain things just aren't real or certain things just can't happen. You know, I drive my car every day to work. And now I don't worry about getting in a wreck because I just, my mind kind of puts that off to the side. We can do that with that good book. We can put things off to the side and say, well, it just, you know, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. Let me tell you something. Hell is a big deal. You know, I, I hate to think that there's people dying lost and going to a place they didn't have to go to. That they had the opportunity not to go to. That they had a chance and a hope and a, and a faith that was there for them so that they didn't have to take that step and go where the rest of us aren't going. Right. You know, I, I, I like to think that I'll be up there enjoying the kingdom with my family, but to be honest, the only thing I care about is enjoying the kingdom with my Lord, the one who loved me when nobody else did. Before I was even a thought in my mom and dad's brain, Lord loved me. He knew me. Amen. He wanted good things for me. That's, right. that's impressive. Yeah. You know, that's impressive and that's real. You know, I, I, I want to talk to you this morning just plain as I can. If you need to get saved, don't wait on me to give invitation. That's right. If God's talking to you and He's giving you opportunity, I want to ask you this morning, come and put this altar to work. It loves to be worked. It loves to have people falling on it, trusting in it. You know, this altar here, it's been here as long as I can remember. My whole life, I, when I think of an altar, I picture this bench right here. Yeah. 
It's not the wood. It's not the hands that made it. But it's what happens at this place. Right. I've had to fall on my knees here before, Taylor. Yeah. And I tell you, when you humble yourself and you say, Lord, I don't have the answers, but I know you do. Things change. Miracles happen. And I'm telling you, it's the best tool I've ever had in my toolbox. Right. You know, I, I love to make things. I love to work things. The greatest tool I have in my life is that altar right there. Yeah. It's come in handy time and time again. Even when I didn't think the Lord could help me. And he'd ask me, just go. And I'd fall on it. Things would change for the better. He'd come and pick me up and say, that's all I wanted just for you to come and be willing and have faith. That's all there is to it, folks. It's not a, like God's asking you to do anything crazy. He's just asking you to come. He's just asking you to come and see. Yeah. He's knocking at the door this morning. I, I don't feel like preaching anymore. I'm going to ask Taylor to get us a song. And I'm going to ask you to stand. And uh, if you're here this morning and you're in that spot, I pray that... You wouldn't let the devil take a, a great opportunity and rip it from you. Because he will. You know, I, I ran from telling the church that I got saved for a year or so. I mean, I remember my mom, she'd, I about, I'd say she about had a, a hard time with me. And uh, I remember at the time it was Tony Cox and it was uh, um, Shelby Jordan. And they came and they said, Jordan, come on, why don't you just go with us? Lord impressed them to come. You know, that was back when they were in church. You know, how things, times changed some things. But I remember, you know, I was okay with going with them. I needed somebody that I had faith in. I had somebody that I needed somebody I looked up to, to to help me along. You know, if you've got faith in somebody, a good Christian, you say, I need to go to the altar. Will you go with me? I guarantee you they'll go with you. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's not a person in here that's living before the Lord, right? That wouldn't pray for you. That wouldn't want to help you. That wouldn't want to endure that with you. Folks, we want to see people saved. We want to see you happy. We want to see you in the good nature of the church and in God's presence. Go ahead and sing when you're ready. I don't know who needs to come, but somebody needs to come this morning. But and if it's you, I pray has. that you just step out. I've not step out by faith. Been graceful, you can try and work it out in your, in your mind. You can try and figure out I've a way to justify it. You can try and figure out what's going but on. He's always but I'll tell you, you won't find out. And he as long has. as you allow your mind yes, to struggle against has. your heart, you will not find that peace. I'm you will not strong, find that. But, but the moment you say, Lord, I'm done trying to I figure it out. I'm I done trying to run on. from this. He Just says help me. I can. That's what he did for me. Well, the time that I finally everyone. said, I'm done. I'm done I've trying to figure it out. You know what's funny is God didn't ask me to try and figure it out. God didn't ask me to try and work yes, it out on my own. But God has. said, come and be faithful. He has. And that's all he asked me. And when I did that, I got the saved. the greatest friend that I have
what he'll do for you. God is good this morning. Please come as he's given you opportunity. He has, and I can't conquer death, but he has. When I'm tempted with sin, and I fail the test again, he passed. Yes, he passed. He has been the greatest friend that I have ever known. He has paid the debt on Calvary all alone. He has given me a melody and song. Oh, he has. Yes, he has. Appreciate that song. I feel like somebody needs to move this morning. I mean, I'd love to just stop and go home, but I feel like we need to go one more song, maybe. And the uh, Lord kind of impressed me this way. And uh, I want to I say a few things about this, if he'll let me, but I want to make sure it's right. But I was thinking about, uh, you know, our church covenant and whatnot, and how it's structured and how we've got a belief system. It's backed by the Bible. And uh, if you ever want to look something up, you ever want to find something that's in that church covenant, we've got places where they're marked in your book where you can go and find those. And uh, I was thinking about some of the things that I struggled with through the years. And uh, one of them obviously being salvation, but there was a lot of different things. I thought, why, why do we believe that way? And I'd have to go and look it up, and I'd have to find it. And I tell you, when you start looking things up and trying to figure them out with God... It's amazing how much more of an appreciation and backing you get and confidence in the church and in God Himself. And uh, I want to say this. If you're out and you're not living right, uh, you know, you don't have to be living wrong for everyone to see. I mean, there's a lot of times I was doing wrong and nobody knew it. And that was when I was at my lowest points. But I'm glad God knew where I was. I'm glad that God knew exactly what was going on with me. And that in those little moments, somebody would say something to me. Somebody would prick my heart with the Spirit of the Lord coming from them. I would find my way coming back. And uh, I want to ask you this morning, if there's somebody that uh, is just not where they need to be, this invitation's for you too. Yeah. It's not just for the lost. It's for anybody that needs to come and use this altar. I don't, I mean, you may just have a hard time. If God's asking you to come and use this altar, you need to do it. If you need to just come up and say, I thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me, you need to do that. But most importantly, if you need to get saved and you need to get back in church, you need to use that altar. And uh, I'm telling you, folks, there's been a lot of times, a lot of my friends growing up in this church that don't come anymore. And, uh, you know, they used to think, I remember we'd have talks sometimes, and they really believed that people didn't notice when they weren't doing good. You know, I don't know why. I don't know why we think that way. You know, if my car is not running, people notice when it's not moving. Yeah. People notice when I haven't drove it in a while. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. If you're out and you're not doing things that God approves of, you know, you don't have to be a scoundrel, but... 
I mean, there's a lot of things that we can get ourselves tied up in that can put us in a bad way. And I tell you, God's people notice those things. God's people are praying for you. God's people want to see you come and get fixed up. Why? Because we want all of our cars running on the highway. We want our cars going so that we can bring people to the church house. We want us, oh, we want our people to come and, and ask their families to come and get what they need. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that think, you know, oh, I don't matter. I'm just one person. What's the big deal? Everybody matters. There's a lot of people that you see every day that I'll probably never see. I'll probably never meet, ever. It's just the way it is. There are a lot of folks in the world. But your piece of life that you have, that circle, all the network of people you have, you impact them daily whether you know it or not. And if you're not saved or not living right, you're not helping them. You're not showing them the light they need to see. You know, I I love that saying, you know, you may be the only Bible that somebody reads. And I've found that to be true. There's a lot of people that won't pick up the Word. There's a lot of people in our church that don't know much about the Bible. They don't read it. But I'll tell you, they know things from other people in the church. You know, and then they get enticed and they say, well, I tell you what, I want to know more about that. And they start picking it up and they start learning. And then they start helping the people around them. It's our job to follow Christ so that we can move in Him, so we can help our people, so that you can in turn help your people. That's the way it is. You know, God's so good. As they sing, we'll ask them to sing one more song. If somebody needs to come, throw whatever it is that's holding you back aside and say, I want this. I want it. When you start acting that way, then you'll start seeing results. But as long as you're pulling the weight behind you, it's not going to work out. Unhook whatever it is that's holding you back so that you can move freely to Christ.
glad to see all the faces this morning. I don't feel like going any further. Um, I feel like I've went far enough, but very thankful for the service we've had this morning. Very thankful for the Lord passing by, the songs we've had, and remember the prayer requests that we've, we've got. Um, if I, anybody else have anything before we turn it over to Blaine for the announcements? If not, we'll turn it over to you. Uh, Sister Brittany had given me this uh, announcement. The ladies of the church, young and old, she'd like uh, to meet with you in the fellowship uh, hall after service for about 10 minutes. Uh, so remember that. I had announced this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this is uh, Curtis Newport's uh, son, uh, Jonah, and they're having a fundraiser for him to raise some money for some medical treatment that he needs. Uh, that'll be December the 13th. It's a dinner. Uh, the tickets are $8. Uh, and so you see Brother Dale or, or if you can catch Brother Kurt or somebody in their family, if you'd like to get tickets for that, try to support that, certainly pray for him. Did, I did uh, talk to Dad this morning, and uh, just so thankful he continues to feel better. And he said he felt the best this morning he'd felt in uh, several days. So sure appreciate everyone's prayers for him. Uh, there are still so many people that have COVID. Uh, the list has kind of overwhelmed uh, my memory. Uh, but uh, several people that are members of this church or affiliated with this church that have COVID, just please continue to pray for them. Uh, you know, Brother Dave Jordan is still in the hospital, uh, and so uh, you know, he was on the vent. He's off, so that's a great blessing, but he still has a lot of recovery, so let's really remember him. Several other ones, uh, remember all of them uh, in your prayers. And uh, do you want me to close out, Jordan? Or? Okay. Uh, as we dismiss, we're going to do like we've been doing. We'll have the deacons and the ushers uh, release you from the back. And so as you're leaving, uh, please exit the church. If the women uh, want to hang a left there and head over into the fellowship hall uh, for that meeting, you can do that. But we'll ask you to please uh, don't linger in the foyer. Uh, the offering plates will be there uh, in the foyer if you'd like to make your tithes or offerings. Uh, so with that being said, uh, I'll just say we'll have church tonight at 6 o'clock. Brother Brent Hunter uh, is scheduled to take care of it tonight. Uh, so let's remember him and remember that service. CJ? Where are you headed to? Okay, so we'll let the youth go and uh, so that they can pray the halls. Is that here? I don't really know the details. I know it's tomorrow, but I don't know the details. Viewing for the funeral is today from 2 to 4 and 6 to 8. And in the morning, the funeral is at 11 o'clock with an hour prior to that. And that'll be at Mount Tashani Chapel up there. Uh, right there on uh, 117 in Spencerville. Okay. That's for Claude Jordan. Claude Jordan. Uh, visitation is 2 to 4 and 6 to 8 today. And that's uh, Childs and Shawnee. And then uh, the funeral is tomorrow there at 11 o'clock. 
and there'll be visitation for an hour prior to that. So certainly remember that funeral. Uh, and they have asked, and Dad is done with quarantine today, they've asked him if he will preach that, and he said he would try or would help as much as he could. Brother Denny is also scheduled in that. So please remember that funeral and, and the, the Jordan family. All right. With that, we'll say you're at liberty to go. Just stay seated until they dismiss you there from the back, and then go ahead and exit on out into the parking lot. Thank you. <laughs>